please turn your Bibles or your Bible apps over to Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 13. Also, if you have a cell phone, make sure they're turned off or in silent mode. <laughs> um, praise God. It's nice to see all of you here tonight. Um, yeah, we do have a full house this evening. Can you hear me there, John? Is, is the recording okay? Okay. But hopefully everybody on Facebook can also hear me. Everybody on our our group, at least. Okay, Matthew six, chapter five, verse eighteen. Chapter six, verse five to eighteen. Let me begin reading. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgiven, have forgiven our debtors. And lead, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put on oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Please join me in another word of prayer. Our Father, we thank you once again for giving us this time and privilege and opportunity that we are able to praise and worship you with our prayers, with our singing, and our presence here. And now to learn about you, your ways, and your will for us. Guide and teach us tonight, Lord God, by your Holy Spirit. Give us all the wisdom to understand and learn what it is that you want us to know about you. Open the eyes of our hearts in order for us to see your will completely and wholeheartedly. Forgive us, Lord, for all of our sins. Let nothing, Lord God, hinder us from hearing you. And we hope that we are pleasing you with everything that we do and say with our lives. Please hear our prayers, Lord God. Please bless my preparations. And Lord God, please supersede it as you will. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, good evening. There's a lot of smoke out there. I think the Filipinos in California, they started deciding to do barbecue at the same time and cook multiple. No, no, no. There is a fire there. And, um, you know, this year just keeps getting interesting, isn't it? <laughs> it's like somebody said it's like that Jumanji um, movie. One level and then another level. We had killer bees supposedly, but they, they postponed their visit, I think, next month. But um, we're still in our series, Knowing God in Trying Times. And my hope and my prayer is that as we study and learn about who God is, what He is about, His power, 
And then us understanding all about Him will help us get by during these trying times, during these uncertain times. You know, the coronavirus is still in our midst. And on top of whatever struggles we were going through with our families, with our work, uh, with our health, what have you. And, and now the smoke, right? Now we really have to wear the, our mask. And in, in our series, now we have a mini-series of, of prayer, it seems like. Um, and I, I was looking through my notes and through, through my, my, my videos and everything. The messages, basically, I, I know I spoke about how to pray back in January 14, 2018. So if you wanted to uh, review that, go ahead and watch it on our, our, our YouTube page or our, our podcast. But I say that we have a mini-series because we've been talking about prayer. We talked about Philippians 4, 6, 7, and we talked about um, uh, the need of prayer, that it is the cure for what, what we're going through. So now we're going to be talking about the Lord's Prayer. And I know as as you've if you've been in the faith for a long time, you've probably heard about this for many times. If you were like me in my former faith, this was told for us to memorize. And then the bad thing about memorizing it is if you're reciting just the prayer, you want to go through it as fast as you can, right? Especially if you're like me, after confession, then they tell you do 10-hour fathers because you sinned a lot. You want to get through that real quick because <laughs> you still need to go to your 20 Hail Marys. You know, so it's, it's kind of, so you're going to have to go to our Father in heaven, holy be your name. So you're just going to have to go through it. And, and Jesus told us there that we shouldn't be like babbling like the pagans. And we can't just be mem doing memorized prayers and, and saying it without meaning it. Saying it just for the sake of saying it. So for tonight's, um, I entitled our message tonight, Do You Know Who I Am? Do you know who I am? There's this story about this, this four-star general that visited a camp in the Philippines, one of their bases in the Philippines. And he went to the bar to get some liquid refreshments. On his way there, there were two drunkards, military guys too. And they were lost. They were lost because other than being drunk, they, you know, it's the Philippines. So they go, they saw this journal. They're like, hey, dude, which one is going to the base camp? Which way is going to the base camp? And then the four-star general goes, this disrespectful soldier. Because, you know, you're supposed to salute them, right? You need to address them properly. So the general goes, do you know who I am? And then the one drunk guy goes, man, we're really screwed. He looks at his friend. And the other guy, why? We're lost and this guy doesn't know who he is. <laughs> so, do you know who I am? You know, a lot, of, a lot of rappers love to quote, I am the great I am. You know, and it's the same thing with Muhammad Ali. He was saying, I am the greatest. And he's coding God with that word, I am, right? So we're going to go from that I am and to our message and what we've read about our Father. That's what we're going to tackle on. On that Lord's Prayer, I know there's plenty there, but I want us to emphasize, I want us to really learn about that phrase, our Father. So tonight we have three points. First is His inheritance. Second is His attention. 
And third is his will. So, to our first point, Galatians. Why do I have Galatians in mind? <laughs> okay. Our first point here is our Father, and then in John 8, 42 to 44. But before we get there, uh, I want us to um, know, if you guys, some of you probably already know, that you just can't approach a king or a queen in a certain way. During those times, and I think up to now, you will be educated before you meet with those royal families about how to approach them, how to talk to them, how to address them. There's a protocol that you need to follow because it's disrespectful to them if you do not do this, these certain steps. So it's the same way. So we're going to try to tackle the, the Lord's Prayer briefly before we actually go to my points here. Okay, because I know we talked about how to pray. So the first point is adoration. Verse 8 to 10, if you guys are st still in your Bible, we have to first recognize who God is. We just don't jump into our laundry list, which most of us actually do all the time when we pray. Lord, I have to go to work real fast, so please protect me as I get there. Please, hell, I hope my supervisor is going to be nice today. And hopefully my coworker will actually work, pick up some of his slack. And Lord, I really hope that I get the, the race that I'm supposed to get. And yes, please change my, ch my children. And yes, Lord, please change my husband in Jesus' mighty name. We go to our petition right away before we recognize on who God is. And it's quite important on recognizing who God is. Because without knowing who He is, the rest of your prayer is really in vain. Correct? If God isn't who He says He is, if God is not powerful, then He has no power to answer any of your needs. If God is not good, then He will not, He could care less for your needs, and He could care less to give you, to give you what you're asked for, and if it's gonna do so, if it's gonna harm you, He could care less for that if He's not good. Right? And if God is not who He says He is, that He is caring, that He is listening to us. Why would he even want our prayers? So the first point will be our major point tonight. The second point is our petition, verse 11. This is when you ask, but you first have to recognize on who he is. You have to recognize our Father in heaven. You have to recognize where his zip code is, right? I, I'm in real estate, and people, they love zip codes, right? Some people, the snobs, they'll ask you, what's your zip code without them saying that? And then it, they'll, they'll judge you based on your zip code, right? Oh, you're from the 89521. No, you're probably a preppy. Huh? The young ones, the young professionals. Oh, you're the 89506 guys. You're probably, <laughs> I'll save it, right? And, right? They, they, we have those zip codes. We have those judgments. We have those impressions. But we forget on who God is. He is our Father. He is the creator of the universe who sits up there in heaven. And when you remember that, you will realize how big He is and how little we are. That's why you start with adoration. Then you get to your petition. Petition, I don't need to tell you about petition, right? You guys know how to do your petitions. <laughs> Confession. Confession, this is when we, we have to confess our sins to God because we know that we are not perfect. Correct? The only time that we haven't sinned is when we're sleeping. 
And then when the time we wake up, we're already grouchy. We're already are back to our old self. So we have to forgive us, ask for forgiveness. But at the same time, God quickly reminds us there to forgive the ones that have sinned against us. Guys, we are saved by grace, correct? And we have asked for God for forgiveness for the many things that we have done against Him. And we are just, it is just right that we forgive others, even, this is the hardest thing, even if they don't even ask for it. Because it is to God and to God alone that we need to make sure that we are right with. And then the last one is protection. He says there, uh, protect us from temptation, right? Help us not fall. We ask Him to protect us from falling. We ask Him for protect, protection from being tempted to sin against God and to sin against others. So that's that's the message. Let's close in prayer. <laughs> you're, not, you're not that lucky. <laughs> First point, John 8, 42 to 44. This is to the point of our Father. Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me. For I came from God and I am here. I came not of my, of my own accord, but He sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord, your father is... As the scripture says, as Jesus has told us, is the devil. And in this scripture, we will know what kind of cars we're going to have in heaven. An accord. All right, go back to the serious note. <laughs> here, we say here, God, believing, believing God. If we don't accept Jesus, we still belong to our Father, the the. The father of lies. So that so when we say, when we recite the Lord's Prayer without knowing it, or when we go to our prayer, because, okay, the Lord's Prayer is not the prayer that you need to do. Okay, let's just get that correctly here. The Lord's Prayer is a model prayer that you should always start in adoration. And you always have to recognize who you're praying to. And He is our Father. You know, in the Old Testament, very rare did God say to call Him Father. You understand? He was called God the Protector, God the Provider, but never, mostly, never God the Father. In this part, when Jesus said, Our Father, this is Abba, Daddy. Alonzo, can you please come up here? <laughs> this, is, this is a demonstration. And this is not to show how tall he is and how short I am, but you'll see that. When, <laughs> when, we, say, <laughs> when we say our Father in this prayer, this is what it means. When you pray to God and you say, Lord, Father, this is it. You see, there's, there's, there's that intimacy. There's that relationship. There's that given love. You know, I, I don't need to learn to love my child. I have love for him, regardless. Okay, you can go. <laughs> I, I, I really, 
I want. I was thinking about Gianna because at least I'll still look towering, but Gianna's in the room. <laughs> but thanks, though. But that's what our father is. So the next time you get down on your knees and you call God Father, have that picture, that relationship. And, and I know it gets tough for us. It gets tough for us, especially if we don't have a good relationship with our fa earthly father. Because that's the opposite of it, right? The opposite of who God is, is, is the father here on earth. Most of our fathers here on earth could care less to spend time with us. Most of the fathers that we have could care less of what we need. The moment we hit the age 18, <laughs> you're done with me. <laughs> or I'm done with you, right? So there's there's that difference here. And then here, I, I wanted us to see this because the only time you can actually call God your father is if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord. There, this is not me making this up. This is Jesus telling us. And consequently, here, if you have received Jesus as your Lord, you are now adopted. We are now adopted to the family of the Lord. Hence, our first point is his inheritance. In Galatians, Galatians 3, 26-29, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. Through faith. For all of you were baptized in Christ, have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Somebody say amen. If you if this is not making you, if this is not making your heart jump, if this truth, if this truth doesn't really make you sob in inwardly or at times, you're probably still you're still missing the truth about it. We are adopted through what Christ has done, through Jesus Christ. Imagine a billionaire adopting you. Everybody goes, I hope it happens. Elon Musk says, I want to adopt somebody, and he adopts you. Now, you did, earn any, you did not do anything to earn the millions or maybe billions of dollars that he will have. But because now you are adopted in his family, you are entitled to his riches. Same with Warren Buffett. You think about the billionaires that you know of and imagine them adopting you and you will benefit. You will, be, you will become an heir to their riches. And now if you're, before you start feeling sorry for yourself, I want you to understand we were adopted by God. In Christ Jesus, we, are, we no longer belong to the devil. We belong to God the Father. And we get to call Him our Father because of what Christ has done. Now, if you invent an app that made billions of dollars, right? Same thing. And you decide to adopt somebody from the Philippines, that child will be entitled to the riches that you will have. That is the same thing here. So there is that big part here. That we have to recognize when we pray our Father, we are in a relationship with Him. And He loves us as He loves Christ Jesus. He sees us not for our flaws, but He sees Christ's righteousness. We, become, we became right with the Lord. We are now righteous with God. We are in the right standing with Him. 
And the failures that you've committed before coming to church, he's all been forgiven. So there's that inheritance, the inheritance of heaven, the inheritance of eternal life, and the inheritance of belonging to God should excite every believer despite the lack of things here on earth. Now, our series is Knowing God in Trying Times. Knowing God in Trying Times. God, again, we've discussed it in many some of the messages, many of the messages, that Christianity is not a playground. It is a battleground. But we are God's children. So this should also bring us always to prayer. Because our Father in heaven always wants us to communicate with Him. Always wants us to spend time with Him. I know a series is what? The minimum? 26 minutes? 30 minutes? Maximum? An hour? And you guys will watch 18 episodes? Three seasons in two hours. I mean, in a, in a day, right? But to pray to God, our Father, who longs for us to communicate with Him, to talk to Him, we barely do it. You know, with that in mind, that we are God's children, that He is our Father, we should when we pray and we we're, we're saying, you start with adoration. The adoration will be sincere. Don't you think? <laughs> when we call out to Him, our Father, that alone is the blessing. Amen? No, but of course, the bank account still hurts us, right? The bill still pains us. The relationship problem still aches our hearts. That we forget that when we say our Father, that alone, to be to belong to His family, to be able to call Him Father, is the blessing. So the beginning of our prayer, even if we, even if, even if you forget in Jesus' name, your beginning of your of your prayer, calling Him our Father, kind of confirms your relationship with Him. Because He is our Father. Our Father alone is the blessing, calling Him that. That it should give us a great sense of gratitude mixed with a great sense of humility. Humility, why? Because we didn't do anything to earn that right. Amen? Amen. We didn't do anything to earn heaven. We didn't do anything for God to call us His child. We didn't do anything to deserve we are not entitled. We, we can't tell them, you have to answer my prayer because now I belong to you. <laughs> Some of us actually do pray like that. right? We don't say those words because, oh, God forbid we say those words because it's not the magic word. right? Remember in, in um, the, the, the uh, Aladdin, for, for that cave to open, they have to say, the guy needs to say the right words. Correct? And if they say the wrong words, they get eaten by the by the earth or whatever, the monster spirit. I forget. Right? It's, the magic word is not ra 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 sis bumba. Right? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have had it here. It's not it's it's not abdakadabra. Prayer is not like that, but we treat prayer as if it's just a magic spell. 
We treat it like that. Our Father, hallowed be your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Gosh, I did everything. My God will answer my prayers. I did the right method. You focus on method, not on the relationship. Belonging to his family is the blessing. Getting to call him our father is the blessing. That should bring out gratitude and then humility. And then with gratitude and humility, it should bring you to what? To live for him. That even your prayer becomes for him. I know our point is his, his inheritance. This is so dangerous, especially for our culture now, because we have used God as a genie, a means to get, a means to get blessings here on earth, a means to get material things. He has become that magic power that we've been watching and been reading about. No, folks, our Father who is in heaven, wants us to always communicate with him and wants us to change. If, if you have the wrong impression of that word, that phrase, if you've neglected it, if you've taken it for granted, that our father, the fact that you can call him your father, you should appreciate that and you can end your prayer with that. Our father, thank you for adopting me into your family. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for choosing me, an imperfect person. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Thank you. You know my needs, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. It should be that prayer, right? Second point, his attention. His attention. I know I, I'm going to try to really end this at 45 minutes. His attention. Verse 11 to 13 reads, Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. You know, for us parents here, and for those of you who will become parents, or our children, I want you to know that your parents ache. Our hearts ache to give you what you want, to give you what will make you happy. We hurt to do that. We want that. At times, we know it's going to be wrong for you, but yet we still we do it because we want you to be happy. It breaks our heart when your heart breaks. I know I spoke about my fish last week, but I really get the great sense of joy, Pastor Charles, and happiness when I feed these guys. I don't know why. They don't even talk to me. <laughs> but I get a great sense of feeling, and I feed them three times a day if they will just participate. Because I dump it in there and I wait for them. There's a group, group of fish, school of fish. My, my feeders, now they're this big. You know, my, my kois are bigger and larger and they just gobble it up. I just have fun watching it. Watching it. I have fun watching Alonzo devour a prime rib steak. Over and over and over again. He doesn't do one combination in McDonald's. He does three. Combination in McDonald's. <laughs> I'm glad. I thank God for the credit cards. You know? But we parents, we want that. We want that. And, and the blessing here is when we say give us, God wants to give it to us. Jesus said he already knows what we need even before we ask it. But ask it because God wants us to be humble. Correct? 
And he, he's excited to do that. If I have excitement to feed my fish and to feed my children, to give them what they want, what more God? He's perfect. He does nothing to... to he, he, everything that He does is perfect. Everything that He does is good. Forgive us. He wants to forgive us. But we have to ask for forgiveness, folks. Again, if you've received Jesus as your Lord... Your sins yesterday, your sins today, your sins tomorrow have been forgiven. But He wants us to ask for forgiveness. And He wants us to forgive others that have sinned against us. Because if we don't, we become prideful. And God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves. Ask for forgiveness. And then forgive those who have wronged you. And then He wants to protect us. He wants to protect us. Remember what he told the, 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 his disciples? Pray lest you fall into temptation. What did they do? They slept. Like some of you guys are right now. <laughs> he slept. They slept. Right? But God, look, I, I titled the second point, His Attention. Why? Because only God focuses so much to provide all these things for us. On the daily on demand. You need His forgiveness, He's just waiting for you. You need something from Him, He's just waiting for you to ask for it. You want Him to protect you, He's just waiting for you to ask Him. On demand, guys. Better than Amazon Prime. Right now. Swipe to right, you got it. Drop on your head. You want protection? God will protect you. Folks, Imagine that's our father. He he has he knows every detail of our lives. He knows every pain in our body. He knows that we want his healing. He knows your heartaches that your your child is causing you or your son or your 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 spouse is causing you. He knows your longing to be loved. He knows your loneliness. He knows the need for healing. He's just he has your you have his attention. You have His attention, folks. This should excite us to go into prayer. Thank you, Pastor Charles. <laughs> right? It should excite us to come into prayer to our Father because He wants to give all of these things. Even though He already knows we need it. John 9.31 reads, We know that God does not listen to sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Again, that's why if you look at, again, if you look at the method, uh, model prayer, forgive us for all of our sins, right? There's that asking for forgiveness because God will not listen to your prayers if you have un unconfessed sins. Okay, if you have unconfessed sins, he will not listen to your prayers. And for husbands, it is says in Ephesians that if we are not nice to our wives, God does not hear our prayers. Wives, before you say amen, <laughs> it goes for you too. <laughs> that if your prayers are not being answered because you need to be nice to your husband. Okay? <laughs> Children, it goes for you too. And parents, it goes for us too. So there's, God does not listen to the prayer if we're sinning, but 
He, anyone who is a worshiper. Remember when we said prayer, it's a form of worshiping God. So he listens to anyone that worships him. And the best way to worship him is in prayer. How's your prayer life? How's your prayer life? Because in prayer, that's when God, you, have, you have God's full attention. And in prayer, that's when you can submit to Him all your needs. Lord, please let this coronavirus go away. Please protect us from this. Please help our church, Lord God. Please help my family. Please heal me. And He listens to us. Third verse here. Jeremiah 29, 11 and 13. For I know the thoughts I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Verse 12. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me. And then consequently, I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me. And when you search me, when you search me with all your heart. Folks, did you notice something? What is the most important part? You finding God. Because if you start, for I know, he said. Now, if you really don't know who God is, you will doubt him. You will doubt him. You will not trust him. But if you know that he is trustworthy, if you know that he is good, if you know that he is loving, if you know that he has the power, you will pray to him and you will trust him. Even if you don't understand. And then he says there, and you will find me. Why? Because in our lives, it's not what we get that's most important. It's who gives it to us. The blesser is the most important one. The blessing is just a byproduct. But all of us, most of us, sadly, from time to time, the blessing is more important. You know, we've forgotten the blesser. Let your prayer life switch. You know, pastors have been accused of not talking about God enough. Many churches have been, have been preaching more about how to get the blessing. How to overcome trials and temptations. How to be David. <laughs> And we've forgotten who God is. We don't talk about how good He is, how powerful He is, that He is the most important one. Amen. Third point, His will. Verse 10 to 11. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It should give us peace that God our Father it should give us peace that our Father's will is the one that's going to be done in our lives. Amen? I say that because most of the time, if not 100% of the time, the things that we want is not good for us. <laughs> People are disagreeing with me. Nice. That's okay. <laughs> our Father's will, we praise God that His will be done. They will be the one to come to pass because with many of our requests and petitions have most of the time been selfish. 
I don't know how many times you've killed somebody in your prayer. <laughs> Maybe yourself at times, right? Jonah says, go, oh, get me now. I knew you were going to do this. I'd rather die than see people, these people be saved. Sometimes it's us. Because we don't want to do the work anymore. We don't want to live through the temptations. We just want the plane to crash. I don't know how many times I've traveled to the Philippines and there's turbulence. And I say, oh yes, Lord, I'm ready. I'm there because I really don't want to go back and then pay bills again. <laughs> and then go through life again. You know? So I'm pray I praise God that His will is the one that's been done. Because how many times have we surrendered? How many times have we given up on a person? How many times have we given up on God? But well, praise God that His will is the one that's always done. Amen? Amen. John 1, 12-13, it reads, But as many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in His name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. There is a story about Greg Simmons. Greg Simmons was a highly successful businessman. He wanted to make a lot of money and he wanted to retire early so he, so he could serve God. So he bought himself some farmland in the highlands of North Carolina. This is a true story. He had five children. The youngest was an infant and the oldest was 12. One day, his oldest son asked him to take him and his siblings to see a waterfall nearby their property. So Greg and his four children, along with another friend and his son, set off. As they were climbing the slippery terrain of the hill, Greg put his hand out to stop them. And he slowly proceeded ahead to test the soil because he said, you know what? I've never been on this, this part. I don't know how dangerous it is. So wait for me, let me just test it out. As he walked ahead, suddenly the soil, soft soil, gave way, making him tumble all the way down to his death, about a mile down. And he died a violent death. His child, who was 12 years old, wrote a letter, a letter to a very close friend of theirs. And this is his letter. Dear Miss, Miss Wheeland, you don't know how much your family helped form my father and who he was. He admired your husband and you a lot. He would talk about how good your faith was with God. He tried to be generous as you all are to the church and to do many other things. Since his death, his true friends have been revealed. Your family was at the top of the list. You are a great source of energy for my mother and I. My father loved you very much and was always trying to be like you. My father was like one of those three men in the Bible who were given the talents of Jesus, by Jesus. One went out and invested them and multiplied them. One took some and came back with nothing. The last one buried them and did nothing with them. All three returned within a few days, and the Lord was pleased with the two who had multiplied. But the third one had come back with, some, with the same amount. The Lord was disappointed with him because he didn't try. My father multiplied and lost and gained many things but he was always trying to please the lord 
He got a lot, Miss Wieland, from your family. So why, why did I read that? Because it's, it's a 12-year-old person observing. Remember they said there, there's a lot more caught than taught. So this child, he saw his dad die protecting him. Our father loved us so much that he gave his begotten son and died on the cross for us. He took the death that we're supposed to die. The one that we deserve. He didn't deserve it. We did. He did it. Because he lived the life that we're supposed to live. So this child, 12 years old, he saw everything. He saw a Christian father. And he saw God in his father. Our third point is his will. It says here in, in Romans 8, 14 to 17, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Folks, if you have received Jesus as your Lord, you have access, you have the Holy Spirit indwelling in you. And if you will just obey the leading, the promptings of the Holy Spirit, you will not live a sinful life. But the problem is, we want to continue to live in our sinful ways. Try living the Christian life. It's really not boring. It's really not. Contrary to a popular belief that Christian life is boring, it's not. The life that the world tells you, you think it's fun because you were used to it. The sounds, the music, the dancing, the parties, right? You think it's fun. But it always gets you in trouble. And it always leaves you wanting. I don't know about you, but that was that's the that was the case with me all the time. I would be at the bar, I would be at the club, it would be really loud, and then I come home, I turn off the lights, no music, and I'm still lonely in the dark with me and my thoughts and me knowing that I'm not right with the Lord. But now with the Lord. You know, before, <laughs> Anna Lou just rolled her eyes. They're like, oh man, this is coming. <laughs> Maybe I should just go stick with my notes here. No, but the spirit you receive does not make you slaves. Verse 15, the spirit you received does not make you slaves. You see that? So that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba. Father, Daddy, the most, whatever your intimate call is to your dad, Daddy, Abba, Father. The Spirit does not make you slaves, so stop living in fear. You know, if you're focusing on not sinning, guess what you're going to do? You're going to sin. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch that. Guess what you did? You just watched it. But if you would focus on the Holy Spirit, focus on what God wants you to do, Instead of not doing, you will live with the Lord. You will walk with Him. And if you will just live knowing that you belong to Him, you will live a fruitful life. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. I'm going to keep repeating it because that's the point of it. Our Father, He's our Father. We are His child. We are His children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Somebody say amen. 
Even if you are poor now, who cares? You might be poor for 80 years and then you die and then you will be in heaven forever. Amen? Even if you are sick now, you are only sick for what? 80 years? At most? But you will be healthy. You will be in your great shape. Whatever that age is for you. Was it 24? I don't know. <laughs> was it 21? Whatever your, your, your best shape was. Times 1,000. That will be you in heaven. You'll be co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in His sufferings, in order that we may also share in His glory. Glory. Right there. Not a very popular word. Always used for sports events. The glory. The glory. Gold medal with your glory. Right? It's always with that. But this glory is being in our glorious body with the Lord in heaven. Now somebody's saying, a very skeptical guy saying, well, I don't need that right now. I need a job right now. I need a wife right now. I need a husband right now. I need to be happy right now. I don't want to be happy later. I want to be happy now. See, the thing is this. Whatever you wake up for, whatever is the biggest driving force of your life, whatever that may be, whoever that may be, if it is not God, if it is not for God, it will fail. It will be elusive. It will be elusive, just like the NFL championship for the Buffalo Bills. They never got it. It will be elusive. Whoever that may be, if that person becomes more important than Jesus in your life, God will make that person your biggest problem. Because God is a jealous God. Amen? And in that Our Father, in that Lord's Prayer, it says, Hallowed be your name. God is holy. God is holy. Folks, Christians, yes, your sins are forgiven. Our sins are forgiven. Even if we make mistakes. But make no mistake about it. The name that you carry, the God that you represent, is holy. Is holy. So we should be living our lives knowing that and living a holy life. Right with the Lord. So what is it? What is it that drives you and wakes you up in the morning and is your biggest driving force other than God? Other than living for Him? Let me give you, again, let me repeat myself. I'm going to give you some bad news. If it is not God, you will never get it. You will never get enough of it. That person will never be it for you. That career will never be it for you. You will never be satisfied. You will always be wanting. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Right? Those, those are the, the form of the prayer. Realizing, but the whole point tonight is realizing that that prayer goes to our Father and we are His child. The abandoned children by parents, this is in conclusion. In conclusion, the abandoned children by parents who simply didn't want them, the adopted children, let me just fix this. 
people that adopt children at times return those children, sadly, for whatever reason that the adopting parents may have. Because what? The children failed. The children either didn't meet their expectation or they themselves realized, I'm not fit for this. I adopted the devil. So what do they do? They bring back the child into the return department. That's a sad thing. It happens. But guess what? Our adoption in God's family, there's no return policy. It's guaranteed. Some of us, most of us should be really happy about that. Because <laughs> if you're going to be honest, you will not adopt yourself, right? If you had a choice, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Me? Unfortunately, human love fails. Amen? Human love fails, but God's love never fails. Unfortunately, human father, human fathers fail. But our God in heaven never fails. Unfortunately, human fathers don't have the power or the ability or the capacity to help their children. But our Father has the power to do as He pleases and as He wills. Amen? Because it was our God the Father's decision, our adoption will never be repealed by anything and by anyone. It is secured forever because of who He is, because of His love, because of His protection, because we have His attention, because He is faithful, and all of that is enveloped of his, because of His love, love and because of His goodness. Rely on our Father and when you pray to Him and you address Him as your Father, that alone is the blessing and you can trust Him to answer to your needs. Amen? Let's close in prayer. Our Father, we thank You for who You are. We thank You for adopting us into Your family. We thank You for sending Your Son to die on the cross for us. We thank You for Your love. We thank You for Your power. We thank You for Your attention. We thank you for your faithfulness, your goodness, your grace, your grace, and your mercy. Help us, Lord God, to be reminded of all these truths about you, especially at times of trials and at times that we've fallen. Keep looking, Lord God. Help us to keep looking, looking at you and remind us that you what we belong to you. Help us to be in prayer. Help us to be in an attitude of prayer all the time. Remind us, remind us of all these truths in our hearts and our minds with a humble and grateful attitude. And Father, please help us, Lord God, live our lives holy. Let our gratitude, Lord God, bring forth obedience and surrender to your commands. And Lord, may our love for you be shown in our lives and our obedience to you. In your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior's name we pray. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen. Let's all rise. For